Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Wednesday morning. Hopefully all of you off to a great start as we continue live here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Nick Kale, Dawn Stensland, Greg Stocker, Anthony Dorenzo, Phil Omquist. Heading till 10 o'clock this morning. We've got another chance to win some wrestling tickets coming up. Also, our morning mystery movie clip, Cut Cheap Part Due. But right now, we send it on down to Florida. The great Tony Bruno is standing by for his weekly appearance, fresh off of a riveting, riveting performance with Harry Mays last week. Hello, Mr. Bruno. Good morning, good morning. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Oh, beautiful. Welcome. Medicated, sick. Nine days. We came back for nine days to Philadelphia, Maryland, New Jersey, parts unknown. And Miss Robin and I both got sick walking into the mist in the early morning hours thinking, oh, we'll just walk from 18th and Sansom all the way up to the WPHT Aramark building and everything would be fine. And then uh, two days later, I got sick with sinus infection and then Robin got sick. So she's down with COVID. I have not tested positive. How can Robin be positive for COVID? But I'm negative for COVID. I'm looking for a scientist right now. Now, has Robin posted the traditional post on social media that she's quadruple vaxxed, grateful to have mild symptoms, no. and will quarantine in her room? She was going to copy and paste with uh, what what's Bernie Sanders said the other day. <laughs> I mean, Bernie Sanders just copies and pastes the same diatribe that every Democrat in Washington posts. I've been six times. Now, listen, I was double vaxxed. But that was uh, two years ago, and when I was double-vaxxed two years ago in the beginning, I did get COVID twice very, very dangerously and was hospitalized many times. But since then, I have not been boosted. I have not been double-vaxxed. I have not gotten any injections at all, and I still don't have COVID, even though Robin is COVID positive. I did take a COVID test because I got like 50 free ones. <laughs> And I took it and I'm negative. So explain to me how somebody who lives with someone 24-7, one person could get COVID and the other one can't. How is that humanly or scientifically possible? I'm looking for a doctor out there. Is there a doctor in the house? Everybody's sick, Tony. Stalker had the flu. I've got post-nasal drip. The only one that's That's actually healthy right now is Dawn. And and Dawn worked like 30 straight hours (laughs) on New Year's Day. It's unbelievable. I, I believe Dawn is always healthy because when you're at the Mummers Parade, just the alcohol in the air will sanitize <laughs> anything. That's a good point. Within See? 10 feet. That's a good point. That's a good point. Froggy car, baby. Froggy car. Speaking of sanitizing, Bruno, we got a lot to sanitize. But let, let's start with let's start with local politics because the Jim Kenny era officially over as Sherelle Parker has been sworn in and she begins her tenure already coming out and trying to crack down on crime with basically a you know state of emergency so to speak with public safety uh with the crime in this city uh any ray of hope at least with crime when it comes to Sherelle Parker well she's off to a good start she's saying all the right things and that's what everybody wants but the bottom line is you know Jim Kenny let's be honest it's a good thing he's a white guy from South Philly because he was without a doubt. Nobody can say I'm racist for saying that Jim Kennedy is without a doubt the worst mayor in my lifetime. And my lifetime starts in 1952. So I've seen him back before James Richardson Dilworth, James H.J. Tate. I've seen every mayor in the city's history during that 70-year uh, span. There is no one. Even Wilson Goods is resting 
comfortably at night knowing that he is no longer the worst mayor. And he dropped a bomb on people in Palton Village. <laughs> Wilson, good. Dropping the bomb. I thought you were going with a little Gap Band reference there. By well, we could play Gap Band, but yeah. you know, I don't know if Greg's ready for that. Now, Greg's sanitizing now his computer. Uh, yes, he is. There. He's yeah, there wiping job. everything down. Well, I technically still have the flu, so I'm just you know being uh, considerate to my other uh, yeah. employees. That's a good job out of you because we sanitize all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear absolutely. You. Speaking of sanitizing, we're going to have to sanitize, scrub, and wash the entire Eagles franchise. Let's get into that debacle from the weekend as they lost to the Cardinals. And now we've got to sit back this weekend, Tony Bruno. Hope that they beat the Giants, which at this point doesn't seem like a given or a formality. And hope for the Cowboys to somehow lose to the Commanders if you want to win the NFC East. Are you abandoning ship on the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, I want to, let me just say this. I mentioned I got sick, you know, back in Philly, but it was worth getting sick to come back and see my grandkids, family, friends be on the show and do all the other stuff we did. Yeah. But I believe that when you look at it from a scientific perspective, which is everything that I do, I think the Eagles <laughs> lost on Sunday pretty much crashed me into this sickness. Robin got COVID because of the Eagles. I got a sinus infection because of the Eagles. And I don't want to say this Eagle game has really lost its luster, but I think even me TV said they don't want this game yeah. on Sunday afternoon at 425. That's right. They're re-airing the Mummers. Yes, they are. They should. <laughs> I mean, Dawn and Larry were killing it. I <laughs> Thanks, of course, honey. I couldn't find it anywhere. It was like trying to. It was like not having Peacock and trying did, to find an NFL playoff game. You know I did. I, mean? just, I did hear that the WFMZ app was very glitchy and it kept dropping. That's what they were telling. Dawn, any explanation? Because oh, really? yeah. I saw people complaining, Dawn, and they were blaming you. Uh, you were running the controls yeah. of WFMZ. Yeah, that yeah, was Dorenzo. <laughs> Yeah. And, <laughs> no, well, locally it was on, so it was on channel MeTV2. That's, how, that's how I watched. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, it was supposed to be on WFMZ.com, but mm. I don't know if it had some streaming issues. I, I don't know. Okay. There you go. Tony Bruno joining us live from Florida. Speaking of the Mummers, Tony, um, and I, I know I didn't send this to you in advance, but I want to get your thoughts on this. So, uh, we had an incident where, there was a, a a liberal person who saw somebody in the I guess I guess Dawn characterized it yesterday as kind of the after hours, so to speak, of the mummers. Uh, somebody had a Trump flag, and this guy, and this went viral on TikTok. This person decided to yank the flag away and say, "Oh, you know, how dare you have a a MAGA Trump flag in in 2024?" And then that led to an altercation. We watched a little bit of the video where it looked like the guy tried to go after the guy who grabbed the flag, and there was a, a whole kerfuffle and a dust-up. And, you know, we, we saw this. It kind of went international. It was on the Daily Mail yeah. and sites like that. But I got to imagine it's going to be talked about a lot more adamantly if the roles were reversed and somebody grabbed the Joe Biden flag, and then all of a sudden it was those insightful MAGA Republicans and the violence and the you know threats to democracy. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that interesting um, breakdown. Well, first of all, there are no Joe Biden flags, even in Philadelphia, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> but I, I saw the video with some froggy car guys, yeah. and I saw the guy with his Trump flag, and somebody grabs it, and then they go into the crowd. Was that the two-street parade later on? That wasn't actually the Mummers Parade. That was after. That was the later because yeah. they do a party after the fact down on Second Street, as we call it in South Philly, Two Street. And you don't do that on Two Street 
with the froggy car boys. Now you can call at least they didn't wear black face face this time, but I did <laughs> see that there, you know what I love about the mummers is the fact that they pushed the, they pushed the envelope. And now in this day and age where you can't push the envelope anymore, the parade is even more toxic to the people, the woke people, the people that think Claudine Gay is a victim mm-hmm. of racism. Yeah. I mean, these are the people. Yesterday was a field day for every race hustling fool on the planet, even Al Sharpton. But Al Sharpton, it took him a long time to react. He had to see what everybody else was saying and then said, yeah, I agree to every, <laughs> every black woman on earth as now a victim because of what happened to Claudine Gay. Yeah. Now, give me a break. It's a total outrage. And you know, this was, and Tony, they probably wanted to move on from her before the holidays, but they waited until the new year. Yeah. And the, the, I think the reality is there was just so many big donors and people that have, you know, spent millions upon millions and millions of dollars in contributing to that endowment. I think Harvard's endowment is $50 million. But eventually, you know, I said earlier this morning, everybody has a, as the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase once said in the 90s on wrestling, everybody has a price, Tony Bruno. And eventually yes. ha- Harvard reached their breaking point. There's no doubt about it. And here's the here's the best part of it. Not the best. They waited until the first day back, which wasn't even New Year's Day. They waited until January 2nd. And here, follow me in this scenario. So I steal somebody else's radio career, everything that they've said and done in my as I start out at a young age in South Philly. I steal everything that I've ever learned, and I used other people's greatness to help me get better. But I never stole anybody's act. I never stole anybody's readings, writings, or anything. And then I get a job, and then everything that I've done is based on somebody else's career. I go up there, and I get a high-ranking job, network, television, network, radio. And then all of a sudden, somebody finds out that I've been plagiarizing, sort of like Joe Biden in 1988 when he had to pull out of the Democratic presidential election because he Not plagiarized some yeah some plagiarized some british dude he had to bow out mm-hmm. now fast forward now all of a sudden plagiarism is okay yeah here's the best part of the whole oh this woman is a victim you are you are you are you this woman not only got to resign and didn't get fired she gets to keep a nine hundred thousand dollar a year job where she doesn't even have to be president. Yep. So she got demoted to teacher and gets a bonus of making nine hundred thousand dollars, and she's the victim. She wasn't thrown off campus. Yeah, it's fifty billion. The uh, the fifty million, you know, is what uh, Jimmy Kimmel has every year doing the most unfunny show on late night. Well, one of the three unfunny shows which nobody <laughs> watches anymore. Yep. But the bottom line is, imagine me saying, you know, I'm oppressed. I now have to do a $900,000 a year job mm-hmm. working on my own digital sports network when I was the king of the radio world. And I got I got hammered down into doing a digital show when I was really a top network kind of guy. Yep. That's how pathetic this whole story is. And the fact that the Ibram X's and all these other, you know, the other guy at Philly, who's the guy at Temple, who's an absolute embarrassment. Yeah, uh, to, we know what I'm talking. About. I know who you're talking about. He writes for Philly Mag. Um, oh, he does. Uh, Ernest Owen. No, no, not him. I'm talking about the guy who's like been on every net. Jamel Hill. Yeah. The normal, the normal suspects. Right. Everything is racist. Yeah. Every single thing, and the fact. And by the way, I get all the race hustlers. That's what they do to stay alive and stay relevant. But the Associated Press, I got to rip them today. Okay. And if anybody's been rock fought, the Associated Press. We talk about bad media and corrupt media and inept media. 
The Associated Press has hit the bottom of the septic tank of journalism. Did you see what they reported? This is what this is what, what they wrote this morning. Okay. Harvard president resignation highlights new conservative weapon against colleges. Plagiarism. Oh. So all of a sudden it's a conservative it's a conservative weapon yeah. against colleges. We have weaponized plagiarism. plagiarism. Okay. <laughs> We've weaponized okay. plagiarism. <laughs> plagiarism is a new conservative right wing yeah. weapon against colleges. Who knew? Tell that to Joe Biden. Yeah. What weapon was that against him when he got thrown out? Back when he was lucid and could still talk. Back in 1988, the guy yeah. was kicked out. Mm-hmm. Mark Lamont Hill. Thank you, David Miller. Mark Lamont Hill. Okay. Another guy who's been fired. Roland Martin. You know, and, and obviously, you got uh, Jesse Jackson, who's still employed by MSNBC and has committed more crimes against humanity and women and the federal government, and it was an FBI snitch and didn't pay his taxes, mm-hmm. but people are still listening to him for tips on what's rate. That plagiarism is okay, guys. Right. Plagiarism is okay. Well, I guess it is, because if we're all using chat GPI right now, mm-hmm. uh, isn't that plagiarism? We're letting somebody else do work for us. That's right. Maybe she should have just blamed chat GPI yep. instead of stealing it from another renowned black woman, mm-hmm. Dr. Swain. Yeah, Carol Swain. Dr. Carol Swain was the person she plagiarized, and nobody's mentioning the fact that this Claudine Gay plagiarized another black woman. Right. That's what she plagiarized, but it's about white people are going after the president of Harvard. The woman at Penn at least bailed out. The woman at MIT is not going to bail out. You know why? Because her husband's in charge, and then he hired her to be the MIT president. So it's an absolute joke. It's an embarrassment. If anybody believes this stuff and thinks, that plagiarism is okay now. That you need, you need to have get get another se- get another session with your your therapist or I don't know what you need to do. Just get your act together. I'm not talking about Sol- Solomon Jones. Nobody listens to him. Nobody even knows who he is. Right, that, Tony. Even George Santos thinks that uh, Claudine Gay is a bit of a fraud. Exactly right. Yeah. Tony Bruno, right join us live from Florida. Uh, let me get your thoughts on a couple of other things here. John uh, Doe 107. Do we do, do we do we do we know who John Doe 107? It's not. Is? It's not you, is it? It's not me. Okay. Now I have I have on many times in one of my uh, timeshares. I have a timeshare on a catamaran, a fifty-five foot catamaran in the British Virgin Islands, nice. and I have sailed past Epstein Island. But you've never visited many many times. But I never ever set foot on it. I never docked. There were people with guns out there, first of all. I went around all, I went to, you know, what's his name? The Virgin guy has his own private island out there. Uh, so it's a joke. I did not go there. But if I did, I'm not, I'll let Jimmy Kimmel explain it. <laughs> unfunny monologues coming up. By the way, I got to rip Jimmy Kimmel too. Yeah. An unfunny guy in a, in a nighttime landscape where all three main shows are all basically written by the same group. I think they use one writing group. They all write the same three jokes for the three networks, NBC, ABC, CBS. They're all written by the same two people. Yeah. And they all know what it is. It's all pro-Democrat. And again, I don't care. You don't have to watch it. That's a good thing. No, Joey Buttafuoco is not (laughs) 107. (laughs) Not John Doe 107. That's a good guess, though. 91, 91 Sixers. (laughs) 
Joey Buttafuoco. I haven't heard that name in years. Joey Buttafuoco. That's great. That's a great pull. Yes, it is. What did you you yeah. you mentioned Jimmy Kimmel? What do you make of that little beef that he? Because we played it on the cut sheet earlier yeah. this morning. Uh, Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show uh, dropping Jimmy Kimmel's name, and then Kimmel firing back on Twitter saying, yeah, "If you're going to keep doing this, we'll uh, we'll debate the facts in a court of law." Yeah. I I got to yeah. imagine ESPN's cringing because let's face it, ESPN and ABC are both Disney properties, and here's yeah. Rodgers and McAfee stirring the pot, and now Kimmel's got to fire back. Well, I mean, Kimmel's just trying to save his manhood, which he lost on the man show when he had women jumping up and down on trampolines. It was oogling women uh, all the time wearing blackface. But so, you know, listen, that's what made him famous, that man show. And it was Adam Carolla who really carried it. Kimmel was just like a sidekick. Yeah. You know, and God bless him. I mean, ABC hired him. You know, ABC, the Disney company that is worried about everything, has Jimmy Kimmel on the air. I mean, they, they put Pat McAfee on because he's big business. Mm-hmm. And so they're getting a better. Remember, Jamel Hill, the woman who calls everybody racist, she single-handedly destroyed ESPN's afternoon programming when they gave her that show, which tanked the ratings and forced ESPN to basically revamp their entire lineup after that debacle with Jamel Hill in the afternoon. So well, yeah, because she was somebody going. Who's failed, yeah. For somebody who's failed at every single opportunity she's been given, she sure talks a lot of crap about racism. Yeah, well, because she 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 politicized and made a lot of social comments on Sports yep. Center. She was very anti-Trump, and it's like, wait a minute, you're tuning in for sports and entertainment, not for left-wing political commentary. And she single-handedly drove that six o'clock hour in, into the gutter. Absolutely, and that's a fact. That's not an opinion. Yep. She destroyed. She helped destroy ESPN. Then went on to all these other jobs at Vice and you know, and the Atlantic. The Atlantic would hire anybody. <laughs> including survivors from the Titanic who are still at the bottom of the ocean. No. I mean, that's how bad the Atlantic is. <laughs> that's where she works now. Closing you moments. Yeah, I hear you, man. Closing moments. Tony Bruno's joining us here as he does every Wednesday live from Florida. Under the weather, battling through a cold while Robin has COVID, nonetheless. How about that? Robin's sick in bed. I mean, I don't know when we'll go back to work. We may have to sit out the year. I'm going to have to call Keith Olbermann. And Dr. Fauci today <laughs> to find out whether it's when it's safe for me to go back outside. I have not left the place since we got back on New Year's Day. Robin's been in bed since New Year's Day. I've been sitting here watching meaningless college football games. And then I was I slept through both championship games. Well, that's okay. Alabama slept. Day. Alabama slept through the Rose Bowl as well. <laughs> that's what I heard. Yes, <laughs> Alabama. Oh my God! What a debacle! What a debacle! So, Tony, are you opting out of your afternoon show uh, to protect your future investments and worth? Yes, because I can do this from home. I can't do my afternoon show. I agree. I feel okay. I feel feel okay enough to do a show, obviously. I got up at 6 o'clock this morning to prepare, but it's Robin. If I don't have Robin in studio to to run the controls, I mean, I got her out of bed just to come in and make sure this thing was working. Not because I'm an old guy who doesn't (laughs) know how to do stuff, but, I mean, there's a lot of different ways where the great Phil back there sets this all up. He does. And then Dorenzo in the other room, who, by the way, was spectacular last week. I got to give everybody the props there. Phil, uh, you know, obviously Anthony. I didn't even know Anthony and I go back. He's, he pulled out a lot of pictures of us together when he was a young a youngster. Did you uh, see those pictures? Anthony, you are you Wait fired. a minute, wait a minute. He fanboyed you? He did. Oh, I've Anthony. Heard about, I've heard about After the fact, he didn't oh. say any of that stuff while we were working together. Uh-huh. But after the show, he starts sending me pictures where he was in the middle of a photograph between me and Josh Innes. 
at WIP when I was there. <laughs> I didn't realize that was Anthony. He sent me a picture of him. Uh, and then so I met him many, many times. But it's been so long ago. He's all grown up now. And I didn't even realize he was the same Anthony Dorenzo. Because, you know, it's a, it's a common... Italian name in Philadelphia. Well, I, I was told that Dorenzo fanboyed uh, Dawn the first time he had to work for her as well. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> Show some decorum, Dorenzo. My God. <laughs> All right, Bruno, a couple of closing thoughts with you here on this Wednesday. Uh, a couple of stories I want to hit on. Um, and this is right in your wheelhouse as USA Boxing is now going to allow men to fight women with their new transgender guidelines. Uh, this came out this past Friday. USA Boxing on Friday officially adopted a new transgender policy, which will permit males who identify as female to compete against females <laughs> if they meet certain qualifications, which include the completion of gender reassignment surgery, and they have their testosterone levels tested for four years following such procedure so assuming those levels are low enough i guess that makes you a female and not a physical threat to another female i don't know tony to me i don't know what the science is behind it but i got to imagine there's still an inherent advantage for a man punching a female in a boxing match well if you want to see the evidence it's there because one of the top ranked female boxers has been training with a biological male and you got to look it up I, i didn't save the video but i saw it last night there's a man who's helping and sparring with the top-rated women's boxer, and he knocks her out with one punch in a training session. Mm-hmm. And this isn't even, this is just another guy who's obviously bigger and stronger, and he's training her, and one punch, and she was out cold. Yep. So imagine, imagine that, be, that being allowed, because we've talked about it before, chess, you know, uh, badminton, all these other sports. There's no really major dis- you know, even like darts, there's no major physical advantage that a man would have over a woman. But when you're talking about boxing, boxing, well, it's we're it, talking about boxing. It, man. It, it's outrageous enough when we talk about swimming or volleyball or field hockey and lacrosse. We've seen those videos. We've heard those stories. Mm-hmm. You had the Riley Gaines, Leah Thomas thing, obviously an inherent advantage, but there's no physical contact. You know, Leah Thomas didn't punch Riley Gaines in the face. Here we're going to have a guy legitimately with the objective of knocking a female out in the ring and laying her out on her back. And, and we're going to allow that based on science of testosterone levels? Come on. It's, it's, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. You know, we've seen other things, but the boxing, that's way too... Anybody who defend And now Riley Gaines will say something about it. And then all the people who have no ability to even think about being Riley Gaines, like Keith Olbermann going after Riley Gaines because she's speaking out for women. Yeah. Who was a woman who was a, a highly decorated swimming champion who keeps going after Leah Thomas, justifiably so. And that's another embarrassment for the Ivy League. Mm-hmm. Leah Thomas and Penn. But Penn at least got rid of their uh, ridiculously stupid president quickly. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Bruno, final one for you. Um, I'm not sure if this name rings a bell. He is a longtime Bay Area basketball reporter. I know you were out in San Francisco and obviously on the West Coast in L.A. for many years. Uh, but Mark Spears is a NBA reporter for ESPN. Uh, he's been around for a long time. He went to social media on New Year's Eve to claim that an upscale San Francisco store called Anthem Interiors racially profiled him 
and his group of friends. The store owner and founder apologized for the incident, but also strongly denied that the profiling took place. According to Spears, who is uh, African-American, he apparently... I know, he, I know he is. Yes. I, okay, I, I figured you did. That's why I wanted to bring this story up. He says that they asked to use the restroom, and the play, the business said you can go across the street and use the Healdsburg Police Department, and they said, uh, don't worry, you will not be arrested for doing so. He took that as racial profiling, and apparently the store is claiming that is what they tell anybody all the time when anybody comes in and asks to use the restroom. You can go across the street right there and use that one. He took that as racial profiling. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that as an ESPN reporter. Well, if you've ever been to Healdsburg, it's not exactly a low rent neighborhood. I mean, it's one of the it's wine country, it's beautiful area. And this probably the store probably doesn't have a, a really nice restroom in it. And why wouldn't you walk across the street to a police department which allows people to come in and use the restroom? So I'm sure it was a misunderstanding. He accepted the apology of the store. But once again, we have a situation where it's racial profiling. If you tell somebody to go to the police station across the street and use the restroom. When everybody is told to go across the street and use the restroom, so again, but at least at least Mark Spears uh, accepted the thing, and the only people making a big deal about it now are the people who want to make everything about race, which yeah. is still, you know, uh, it's it's a niche audience, but it's certainly the loud, you know, it's the silent the silent minority that gets heard these days, not the majority. The majority is always kicked back. The silent minorities are the ones who get the they get all the noise made. In their behalf, and that's that's the way the world's changed. Yeah. Yes, there are still Italians in Philadelphia. Yes, uh, flash flash lightning storm, who also said that uh, Jimmy Kimmel is Nick Sirianni. Oh. So that's how that's how far people are. That's how down people oh. are. Nick Sirianni. Oh, oh man, it's an anti-Italian defamation thing. We're going to have to march down on uh, down down at the. We're going to have to get the froggy car guys back out yep. and march on the on the Novacare complex and say enough of the anti-Italian American uh, hatred out there. Mm-hmm. It's an outrage. I agree. Got to stand up and take a fight, Tony. We got to do. All right. Uh, good stuff as always. I hope you feel better. I hope Robin gets over the COVID and uh, make sure you're triple mask, quadruple vaxxed, <laughs> and you stay six feet apart. I'm going to do a bunch of shots today, but it'll be. Uh, uh, the uh, the t- tequila that we got, the eighteen hundred, yeah, uh, agave. I would jo- I would join you, but I'm in the middle of dry January, so I'm going to have to uh, pass. <laughs> All right, guys. Happy uh, New Year. Good to be back. You got it, Bruno. Stay healthy, everybody. I will right, we'll talk Stay to you safe. next week. There he is, Tony Bruno, live from Florida. Yeah, it is interesting, and it's kind of weird, isn't it, when you live in a household and somebody gets COVID, and you think, oh, it's just going to go to this person to the next person. I mean, my daughters have never had COVID, and there was a time, that was 2021 or 2022, where I got it, and then Kristen got it like seven, eight days later, and we figured the girls would get it. They never got it. Maybe they got it, but were asymptomatic. Exactly. True. Yeah, true. And that could be for Tony. Yeah. You know, something, it, it manifests so differently, and, and there are all these different variants, but, you know, Tony might have, you know, a few days ago, or your daughters might have had some sniffles, not even really realized they had COVID or the flu, whatever. Yep. So I just think, I don't know, I think our immune systems, depending on where you lived and your situation. Playing games with us. All of our immune systems now have to make up for lost time. Yeah. Agreed. 
You're right. All right, 855-839-1210. We'll come back. Dawn will have a big three uh, in the final hour. We also have more wrestling tickets to give away. We've got our morning mystery movie clip. A lot to do, including we mentioned that tragic story of the man who killed a cow. But what is our government doing in Washington with another animal? That story on the way. It's Kale and Company, final hour next on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app.